Doing good? Good, good, good. Awesome, awesome. Um, if you have your Bibles, grab those. We're going to be in uh, the book of John, chapter 3. John 3, uh, we'll start with verse 16. Um, not to fear, just because I'm in a jacket and a tie. That's not the norm if you're visiting with us. Um, welcome, thank you uh, for being here. Um, and yes, I can get gussied up a little bit. Uh, we had our children uh, knock it out of the park, didn't they? Huh? Yes, 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 yes. Um, Love it, love it. I, uh, I got to catch some of the rehearsals this week, and I was, they did not disappoint, just let, let me tell you. Um, and my, my little cow lost his ears over here. Um, so, because he like, like I, don't, I don't know about you, like, I know parents, like, are probably like, oh, man, I just hope my kids don't, like, it's, oh, and like, probably a little nerve-wracking. See, I hope your kids do. I just hope my kids don't, which one kind of did, so... Um, but that still kind of excites me. Like, like he's a big future ahead of him. So um, excited, excited about that. Uh, and so, um, but yeah, John, John three sixteen is where we're going to be. Uh, just, just so, so grateful for those, uh, those leaders and those volunteers uh, again who just pouring our kids. Um, man, it takes a village, doesn't it? And to know that there are men and women who uh, love, love like Christ here just excites me. Excites me. And so we. Um, uh, three weeks. This is starting our third week of our Christmas series. The first week we looked at hope and just kind of uh, defined hope and then looked at joy uh, last week. And so this week we are going to uh, look at love. Um, and so love will be the driving force behind everything we talk about, really to the point of this is what will kind of just uh, help us navigate through this morning. This verse is, is that God's love gives. God's love gives. When you, when you see uh, God uh, in the scriptures, every, everywhere throughout Jesus in the scriptures, uh, you just see him showing love, giving love, extending uh, love and grace. And so one of the things about this time of year that just uh, really excites me is that, is that people seem to be, for a short period of time, uh, a little more loving or maybe a little bit more uh, uh, giving. And so uh, we're a week before Christmas that, that's coming. And so we've got some of you who've come out to see the kids and be here this morning and gather uh, in, in this place. And, uh, and so uh, with that thought of love, love giving, I thought that it would only be right that, that we did that, right? That, that, that new life uh, would, would give back to um, uh, some victim, I mean, some uh, uh, body in the service this morning. And so I, I need you to do this for me. I need you to pull out your bulletin. Um, and if your bulletin has uh, a, a blue dot on it, so the front cover on the top le- uh, right, I think, should have maybe a blue dot. If yours has the blue dot, you are the lucky recipient of a gift this morning. Oh, yes, right here is our first awesome. Well, we just want to say thank you for being here. Merry Christmas. Um, uh, the, the sweet uh, wrapping uh, is, is half from our children's stuff from last week. I, I stole their presents. Um, there wasn't anything in it. It was just props. And so, um, and so I have been, I've been working on my wrapping, and that's, that's so. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for, thank you for being here, right? Because, yeah, yeah, love gives. So, so, so we, we, want, we want to give. And so um, Merry Christmas. Let, let's pray, and then we'll jump into John 3.16 here. Father, we love you. We thank you uh, so much for your mercy and your grace. Again, Father, we just thank you so much for your love that you give to us, that you share with us, that you invite us into. So, Father, I pray this morning that you would move, that you'd speak, that you'd make your presence known in a mighty, mighty way in this place. And we pray. Amen. So that's what we're going to see this morning. As, as I gave a gift to someone who had no idea who it would be, uh, that's what we're going to see happen in this scripture. That's what's so beautiful about this scripture. So John 3.16, it says this. It says, for God so loved. So who is, who is the one that loves in this scripture? 
God. Yeah, it's God. God is the one uh, that shows love, that gives love, that, uh, that, that extends it. He's the holy creator of the universe. He's the one that gives. God is love, so it's natural that love would flow from him and come from him. And that's how we know love. Because God has showed, God has given, God has extended. And the thing I love about this, sometimes we can read through this verse quick because it's one that we've memorized, one that we've uh, known from our, our youth up. But, but one of the things that I love about this right here is that he doesn't just love, but he so loves. It's not just love, but so love. And so, so here emphasizes the intensity of, of his great love. It, it, it shows us that. It, it explains that to us. It, it intensifies it and brings it uh, to reality of how great this love truly is. And so this is God's love that we're going to look at. This is a word in the original language for this type of love. There, there's a word for it. So it got me thinking a little bit this week. In the scriptures, there's a word that's this God-type love. But, but when you look at our world, do we see that? Do we experience that? Because see, I believe that the world has a different definition of what love is compared to what God's word for love is. And so love is such a junk drawer word, is it not? I mean, we use that word for everything. Everything. Like, we just, we throw it in there uh, just at, at a moment's notice. Like, I'll say things like, um, I, I love my dog. I love tacos. I love my wife. And so the question is, is, is that love the exact same thing for each thing? Because if it isn't, I've got a problem. I've really got a problem, especially after the service. If, if I define my love for my wife as I do define my love for tacos. Like, I'm going to need somebody to spend the night with for the next week or so. Because that's, that's not a good thing. But, but is that not what our world does? Is that not how our world defines love? They just use it. They just throw it in there however they feel fit in that moment to describe something that maybe isn't really what it means. Because, see, I, I would say that the world would describe love or, or the way that we can see and, and define love from a worldly perspective is what, what can you do for me? What, what, what can you do for me? What benefit do I gain from this? How does this make me feel? And so the world's definition of love is very self-centered, is it not? Very me-focused. Ends on me. What can I get out of it? How can I benefit from it? And what we see from this scripture and what we just know from truth uh, from the scriptures in general is that the biblical definition of love is much, much different than that. Much, much different, especially as it pertains to uh, God. Because in the original language for love and what we see here in John 3.16 is this Greek word agape. And so when it, whenever you start to do some study on this word and, and love as it's connected uh, to God, it's, it's almost impossible to fully articulate and define uh, what this love is, what it means to, to fully get the weight of it as it's used here. And so what we know is that this love, this God's voluntary love is what it is, and that he on his own free and uninfluenced choice gives. He just gives. This kind of love gives freely and spontaneously. That's what's so amazing about it. This love is for the benefit of another, even, even regardless of the person's worth or value, regardless of what, what, what may be uh, thought of about them or thought of uh, with them or what carries with that, but it's for the benefit of that person regardless if they're worthy of that act or not. That's what this kind of love is here in John 3.16. And this kind of love is foreign to us. 
This kind of love is difficult for us to get our heart and our mind around because it carries an act of commitment regardless. This type of love says, hey, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to be committed regardless of what I receive in return. And then that's difficult to do, especially for us, is it not? I will love you and I will be for you so as long as you are for me and you love me and you show me that in return. And the moment that stops, then, then I'm ready to just bolt or I'm ready to give in or, or give up or, or walk away from. And I'm so grateful that that's not how God's love works. Because imagine the amount of times that we have done that to him. That we've turned our back and we've walked away. That we've stopped pursuing. That we've stopped uh, uh, sacrificing for. And so this love gives freely. All in regardless and we'll see a little bit more about that here in just a second. So, so this type of love, what we can draw from it, what we know to be true in the scriptures, is this type of love is willing to lay down life for the betterment of another. Voluntarily laying down life for the betterment of the recipient of that love. That's God the Father, His heart, His desire for us. For God so loved the world. See, we're, we're the world. We're, we're fallen, sinful man. And, and what this time of year does is it reminds us that in a manger, he gives that love. He extends that love to us. That's what he gives. Look, look at what he gives. And, and we get so, so much more out of this than what, than what he does. Look, look, at, look as the verse continues that he gave his son. There it is. There it is. His love for the world brings about this amazing act of giving. Giving what? His Son. So God's love gives his son. And church, hear me, there is no greater gift that you will ever receive in your entire life than that of Jesus Christ. I don't care how great Christmas is going to be this year. I don't care what your wish list looks like. I don't, I don't care uh, if you get everything that you've ever wanted or dreamed of or the new techie thing coming out or, or whatever it is. You will never, ever receive a gift better than what is given to you by, by God through Jesus. That's what's so beautiful about the season. So I don't know, I don't know how you go about like picking out gifts for people. I, I don't know what that process looks like for you, but, but, but for me, you, you, try to, you try to find a gift that someone will love, right? That they'll really enjoy, that they'll be able to use, that'll have purpose. That, uh, and so you put your heart and your soul into it and you just try to really uh, go at it. And so you may observe them for a little while, your, your subject that you're getting something for. You may watch them for a little bit. You may uh, kind of ask a few questions, do a little bit of research. See, see, what, see what they're into, see, what, see what's something that they would enjoy. And then you begin to search. And then you can maybe kind of even like, like let price kind of uh, uh, dictate some of what you will, what you won't do. And so you kind of go down that road and you eventually just you purchase and you get for them. Well, because you want it to be perfect. I mean, you, you want to bless them, you want them to enjoy it, you want the uh, recipient to, to, to use it. You, you want it to be just Perfect. And what we need to understand and know is that the gift that God gave of his son is perfect. It is absolutely perfect because Jesus was given as a gift to sinful men and women, the world, while so he would one day die and be the sacrifice of all sacrifices. That's what this gift does. This gift here that God gives out of love was the only one that would satisfy our sin debt. The, the only gift. So I, I don't know what, what's on your list this year. I don't know what, uh, uh, maybe you're a guy that tinkers out in, uh, in, in, your, in your garage or may, maybe you're uh, uh, a lady that, that does um, like the scrapbooking stuff. Is that still a thing? 
Okay, maybe not. So maybe you don't scrapbook. Maybe uh, you, uh, you, women tinker on whatever they tinker on. So um, uh, I, I, it's a good thing that I didn't like go anywhere with that because it, it could have been bad. But anyways, um, so what, whatever it is that, that, that you enjoy doing, that you like doing, that, 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 that will bring you a happiness in that moment or that you can really enjoy whatever that, that gift is, that the thing that you have to understand is the gift that God gives for us. He, he gives to us is his son and it's perfect because it's going to satisfy a debt that we can't pay. It, it satisfies the wrath of a holy God. See, that's why Jesus is the perfect gift, the best gift ever given. Because we're in desperate need of something. And God knows exactly what that desperate need is. That desperate need is to be made right with him. That that desperate need is to have our sin forgiven. And the only way that that can happen is through the sacrifice of his son. So out of his love, out of his commitment and dedication and and all in moving toward us, he, he gives us the best gift he could ever give. Himself in flesh and blood. That's what's so beautiful about this gift. But the heartbreaking reality, when we start to think about this gift, the greatest gift ever given, is though the gift is offered, the gift is given, the heartbreaking reality is not everybody will take that gift. Not not everybody will receive that gift. Because with this gift, there's expectation, there's standard. that, That the one that receives it, you have to receive that gift by faith. And not everyone will count the cost that comes with this great gift. So so God loves, and he extends that love, and he shows that love through his son Jesus. But but not everyone will accept that love. Not everyone will receive that gift. See, as I I earlier in the sermon said, hey, anybody got the, um, the, was it blue? You were blue. The blue dot on your, your, bulletin. She didn't have much time to think about it. Do I do or not? But now you have had time because I want to give another gift. And if you've got a purple dot, pull out your, pull out your bulletin. If you've got a purple dot. And see, now you may be thinking like, oh no. Because I didn't call her up here. I didn't make her do anything with it. I, I might do that. I might not do that. You might hand it to your spouse. Now here, you be the crazy guy that has to go up there and deal with him. Is the gift even worth coming up to get? And, and see, the beautiful thing about the gift that we know that has been given to us is that it is well worth it. There is nothing more important, nothing greater than than you being made right with God. Nothing more important, nothing greater, no no better gift to have and receive than than, than you knowing with all certainty that you belong to God and that he has rescued and he's redeemed and he's made you right with himself. And so now that you sit there and you think, okay, man, purple dot, do I say yay, do I say nay, what do I do? See, the gift has been given through Jesus. This is, I'm going to give this gift. Who's got the purple dot? Who, who, uh, who, who's ready for the next gift? So we can just say, hey, thank you. You did, really? Nah. A, that sermon's next week. You should come in. I'm joking. I'm just joking. Any purple gift? I mean, purple dots on their bulletin? Oh, so I just get to do this this way then. <laughs> who do I want to give the gift to? Any, anybody want to nominate somebody? You're not even going to do that. Like, you're scared to death. Like, oh, no, my spouse will kill me. Oh, I'm going to give you guys the gift. Hey, Mikey. Did that scare you? Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> he's like, oh, no. Oh, he's coming for me. See, nothing to deserve the gift. It just happened to be here. God's, God said, hey, whoever passed on the purple, you'll wish you didn't. But anyways... 
know, that's what God's gift does. He extends it. I want you to have it. It's love. And that gift is the greatest gift ever given. And then, and then look as this verse closes out. Look at, look at what else happens here. It says in verse 16, that, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So, so the way you receive that gift is through faith. You believe. You put your faith and trust in Jesus and his redemptive work on the cross. And, and when you receive that gift, you receive that love through faith, and then you get everlasting life. And so I would be amiss if I didn't warn us. It's, I mean, it's Christmas, right? And this is the, when more people come out, more, more willing. We, we've said that throughout the series, that, uh, that the sensitivity and the openness and willingness is, is greater during this time of year. And so I'd be amiss if I didn't warn us that, that to come to a service and walk away and not be seen again for another four months and believe that you're okay with God, that you've received that gift, I just want to lovingly challenge you that you probably have not. It, it doesn't work that way. It's not how it is. That's, that's not believing in what Jesus speaks of here. Because see, what, what Jesus speaks of here in believing with John 3.16 is just delighting in the fact. It's embracing the fact. It's, it's making Christ the treasure and the Lord of your life by surrendering to him. That, that's what believing does here. I mean, I mean, we're in the South, right? We're Bible Belt. Do you believe in Jesus? Yeah, everybody believes in Jesus. And I'm here to tell you this morning, so, so does the devil and the demons. They believe in Jesus. They are aware of who Jesus is. You, you see the interactions with them in the Scripture. They have no problem understanding that Jesus is the Messiah. That he's the promised one come to rescue fallen man. No problem at all. But, but what is difference in their belief... And what he's talking about here when he says we're to believe, that's where everlasting life is found, is, in, is, is believing in him. And it's like I said, it's delighting in. The demons don't delight in. It, it, it's, it's embracing. They, they don't embrace. It's treasuring. They, they don't treasure to the point where they surrender their life to him. That's what faith does. It's, it's, yes, it's believing that Jesus was a physical, real man who was God in the flesh. It's believing that, but then it's also that belief brings about an action followed with it. So I would ask you this morning, do you, do you delight in him? I mean, I mean, there are a ton of things in this world that I delight and enjoy in. A lot of things that I just delight in. But there should be none greater than Jesus. Would you say that for yourself? What about embracing, receiving, accepting who Jesus is and, and what he's accomplished and done? And then what about treasure? And see, that's the thing about Christmas and this time of year. It can really expose some things in our life, can it? it? It can really show us where our treasure and our love and the thing that we long for the most, where it really, really is. And some of those things can even be good. I mean, family, it's not a bad thing to treasure your family, to love your family, to care for your family. It's not a bad thing to, to, to treasure uh, uh, whatever else that may be that's, 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 that's not that bad of a thing. But the problem is it's so easy, so easy to treasure everything else more than you do Jesus. And this faith that he talks about here that brings about everlasting life is one of treasuring Jesus above all else, making him Lord of your life and surrendering to him. So, see, see, the problem with the church today is that, is that we want a Savior but we don't want a Lord. We want someone to rescue and redeem us. We love the gift. We love the manger. We'll take it. Thank you. Now just don't, uh, don't expect anything else out of me. 
I'm good with the gift. Let me have it. Let me enjoy it. Let me go to heaven, spend eternity with you, but I just, just don't, you're not going to get anything else out of me. And church, that's, that's not receiving the gift. That's not faith. That's not trust. That's not belief like what's used here in John 3.16. Because the reality is this, is that when you experience this love, when you see this love, when your heart is awakened and your eyes are open to the reality of this love and, and you see yourself for who you truly are apart from God, and I'll embrace, I'll treasure, I'll submit my life to, I, Jesus, whatever, whatever it is that you say, whatever it is that you want, you're the Lord of, yeah, you're my Savior, but you're my Lord and what you say goes, what, what you expect of me, what you, what you call me to, and I believe that's something that's missing in the church today. That's something that's missing in our world today. And in Christianity is that we want the Savior, but we don't want the Lord. We want to experience the benefits of, we want to uh, uh, have love, we want all of those type of things, but we don't want to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We don't want to just do what he says. We don't want to live out what he says. And you don't, you don't get to pick and choose. We don't get to pick and choose. Either we embrace, receive, treasure, Make Lord and surrender or we do none of it. See, belief is seeing Jesus for who he really is. Seeing him as infinitely valuable as the Son of God. As the Son of God. The greatest gift you'll receive is Jesus Christ. The greatest gift you'll receive is Jesus. So, so saving faith brings about an everyday active pursuit of Jesus in all things. Saving faith brings about an everyday active pursuit of Jesus in all things. That's what treasuring looks like. What do you think about the most? What do you long for the most? What do you run after the most? What captures your affections and attention the most? That would be the thing that you worship and love and value the most. And so this gift, when received by faith, brings with it everlasting life, which is Jesus. That's what this gift is about. That's what we receive. That's what's been offered. That's what's been given. So as the band comes back up this morning, just a few takeaways that I believe that we can learn from these scriptures. The first thing is this, is that God's love is so much greater than the world's love. God's love is so much greater than the world's love. And you're probably going to be lavished with love over the next week or so. From family, from friends, from people who really care about you, who really uh, think a lot about you. Maybe it's a boss at work. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a child. I mean, I, I don't know where that love will come from, but you, you'll experience a lot of love. But hear me, you will never, ever experience the kind of love that God offers in his son, Jesus. And it's the kind of love that does not fail. It's the kind of love that does not turn its back. It's the kind of love that, that is all in. And the way that we know that it's all in is because look at what he gave. Look, look, at, look at what he gave. Look at the sacrifice that was made for you and I, for our eternity. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know about the iPhone last year that you received, but like you know it's already out of date, and the one that you've got this year is pretty much already out of date. The great news about the manger and the reality of the gift that was given is it never runs out of date. There's not a newer one, better one, greater one coming. It, it, it never loses its power or sting. And the next thing that we can draw from this is this, is that God's love gives. And God's love gifts and so God gives Jesus and the thing that I would press us this morning is that may we be giving I know we kind of uh, goofed off and give you like a little present give you a little present but man church 
we have got the greatest gift that we could ever give, and it's Jesus. And I can't tell you the amount of people who just kind of hoard that gift and keep it for themselves. And it's a gift that was given to us so that we can give away. Not to hoard, not to keep, not not to just forget about, not to put in the corner somewhere, but to give. Hear me this morning. You can get your kids all the gifts in the world and, and, and you could have a blowout Christmas this year. But if you have not given them the reality of who Jesus Christ is and his love and his grace and his mercy, you've given them nothing. Nothing. And the thing I know and the truth I know is this is that it's not too late. I don't care what the tree will look like or I don't care what this year is coming down the pike here in the next week. But what I know is this is it's not too late to give them that. It's not too late to go to them and to share and to love them and to start living that out in front of them and caring for them in that way. And the last thing I believe that we can take away from this is this. Eternal life comes with the gift that is Jesus. See, all all these other gifts that we get in life, they'll they'll bring us joy and happiness. And we just pray in our house that they will last till lunchtime. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, we got three boys, 10, 7, and 2.5. And, and, and like, like it's, it's almost like when you get like a new puppy, like you're trying to find that toy because like they're gnawing on it and they just, they can chew it. They chew through it in no time. You try to get the toughest, roughest toy out there. To, like, like you just, as a parent, like you, you've, you've spent all this time, you've fought the lines, you've done your thing and now you've got them the gift that you think that they'll love and enjoy and you just, you just hope that they'll, that they'll, that it'll make it to lunchtime or, or maybe just a, a long enough to get a picture with it to show uh, Mimi and Paw Paw. I don't know. Well, the great thing about this gift is it's eternal last forever. The benefits of it last for absolutely ever. Which makes me think if the driving force behind the thought today is that God's love gives, why would we not give that to? Why would we not do everything in our power to give that gift to everybody that we know? The co-workers, family, friends, your neighbors, the, 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 the waitress you're going to encounter here in the next 45 minutes when you go eat. Why why would we, if it's eternal, and that's where true life is found, is in the love of Christ and what uh, uh, what God has given for us. Why would we not share that? Why would we not make more people know about the great love of Christ? So I don't know what God stirred in your heart this morning. I just want to encourage you with this. If he's moved in a way and you want to know more about how to receive and believe in this gift, we would love to talk to you. I'll be down here out front as they lead us in a song of worship response. Jimmy, he's here. Austin, we're here. We, we'd love to just share with you more about how you, how you receive that gift, what that gift looks like, what it means. Or if you're here and you've got someone in your heart burdened, man, I, I just want to encourage you to be praying. How can you this week? Because chances are you're probably with family sometime this week. You're probably with friends, maybe uh, another party, another whatever it may be. Man, how awesome would it be that you share the greatest gift that you've ever received? And how amazing would it be that that love so opens their heart and their eyes that God saves them in that moment. Whether it's at the work party, whether it's at wherever it may be that you're at. May you share that gift. May you give that gift because God in his love gave. And what he asks of us is to do the same thing. Is to give and to share that same love. Father, help us this morning. Hear from you. Follow after your example. I thank you for that love. 
Father, thank you so much that you gave. Father, help us to do the same. Jesus, we love you. We need you. Shame we pray. Amen. You stand. They're going to lead us. You respond as God leads in your heart.